Today, I'm unveiling a new Sages series episode, which features sage wisdom in the arts. It's a conversation with artist, creativity coach, and activist, Helen Klebesaddle. Welcome to Full Spirals, a podcast where we tell the stories of belonging to this big human family and honor the raw human connections the arts consistently facilitate. It's about how life can take you for a spin, but still leave you grounded. We learn about hope and healing through the arts and the many ways creativity can lead you right back to yourself. We're so happy to have you along for the ride. I'm Stacy Parrish. Helen Klebesaddle has been on the pod before, but at age 70, with decades of lived experience, she's my go-to person for living as an artist and wisdom in the arts. So lucky us, we'll get to hear from Helen pretty regularly. We cover a lot of topics in this episode, but you don't have to keep track, like don't feel the need to take notes, just enjoy the listen. I'll throw all of the links that you need to look deeper into this stuff in the show notes. Included in today's conversation with Helen is the subject of artists and ADHD, because I recently came to terms with my own lifelong struggle with it. We chatted about what benefits may come to folks with this sort of wiring and how art actually helps us manage in a world not designed for us. I began the conversation asking Helen what her thoughts were on the subject. Most of the people I know that are ADD or ADHD are absolutely able to go into deep focused experiences through their art. Mm-hmm. You know, they're active meditators. They have to use the art in order to be able to find that center in that quiet time. Ah, active meditators. I didn't even know that was a thing. That's so cool. So what our listeners don't know is that I came to your studio today to interview you, yes, but also to pick up a very special painting from you. Can you describe it and tell me what it's called? It's called Spiral Tree. Spiral Tree. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. I was just listening to my episode about my first art mentor, Joyce. Yeah. Joyce Winters Farm and how she taught me to see. And I one of the things listened she, to that one, yes. One of the things she taught me to see through was trees. Yes. So it makes sense that the painting of yours that I was drawn to is Spiral, Spiral trees. trees. Yes. I do a lot uh, I do a lot of paintings of both spiral spiral branches and just tree and tree branches which I call a winter lace mm. because that's when you can see them the most and it's just that repetitive pattern of making the the branching that I find super appealing and very relaxing and you know an act of meditation mm-hmm. and know. do you come back to that Oh, all the time. I've been doing... I'm uh, one of those people that believes that if you had had a parent that kept all of your art from the time you were an infant to your now, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that you would find the same themes repeat. And for me, trees and spirals have repeated since the Mm. beginning. And they come to mean different things as your life experience changes. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Same thing. And I love that active meditation. Right. Because that is, that is what my mind needs. Well, I was told I had a monkey mind several times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when I tried to do yoga and things like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just settle down. <laughs> I'm just going to go do this thing over yeah, here. I'll just go draw. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
I also find it, uh, and I know other people that actually take little postcards and pens with them mm -hmm. out in the world so that they can sit and start drawing, even in restaurants or settings, so that they stay present. Because it's the same thing. If I go to a meeting and doodle, mm -hmm. it's I'm actually listening. Mm -hmm. If I'm smiling at the person, that means I am somewhere else. <laughs> oh, but, that's so interesting. Because yeah. spirals were my doodle. Oh. I would just fill pages with spirals. Right. And yeah, that's interesting. I used to have people grab my notes at meetings after the meeting because and I was I always had to say ahead of time you're going to see me draw and that means I'm here. And also, I used to do, um, in my academic experience, there was sometimes we would put together workshops for where there were difficult topics like human trafficking and that mm -hmm. kind of thing. And I was always an advocate for covering all the tables, tables with paper and putting pens out mm. so that people could allow the anxiety to go through their body because you're hearing about hard, hard things. And especially if you experience any of them yourself, the natural response is to go somewhere else mentally. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> and if you can draw or write or make notes or something, you can stay. Wow. So, yeah. If you see me drawing, that means I'm here. I'm here. I'm here with you, and I'm listening, and I can tell you everything you said. Yeah, you just blew my mind. Like, <laughs> I knew that, but I didn't know that that's... I didn't know that that's what I was doing. Well, that's how I learned to define it. I haven't read any... St I've read studies that say that people who are doodling are uh, paying better attention. Mm. I have seen that in science, mm -hmm. um, but not much beyond that. I'm always watching. I'm always watching for, for people who do studies on meditation to finally make that leap and make that connection to the presence of art as an act of meditation. Or, you know, it's flow. It's finding flow. And they, yeah. there is that work. And there is that new book out that's called um, Your Brain on art. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's within the last year. It's fabulous. It pulls together all the studies on all the arts and uh, how they are scientifically um, affecting your body and uh, how they're healthy, essentially. It's lower cortisol, pre make you present. <laughs> right, right. So, so, yeah, science is catching up. Science is catching up. So can we talk about your cabin fever? Sure. What's it called? Cabin, Cabin Fever, Fever Creative. Creative Community. Yeah. Can we talk a little bit about how that started? Sure. In the winter of 20, was it 2021, the pandemic starting? Yeah, March 2020 is when it started. March 2020. Okay, I was driving around in, in February and early March. I was driving around in New Mexico in my travel van with my spouse and my dog. And as we drove back into Madison on the 13th of March, the mm. governor shut down the state. And I got back that weekend, and I was on Facebook with a couple of my... Uh, I, I do teaching and coaching, creative coaching. Mm -hmm. and there's just a couple of people I stay in touch with, and... One of my people was uh, is an 80-year-old woman who was uh, isolated all of a sudden. Like, she was terrified mm. that she was going to be stuck in her house all alone with no contact with anybody and vulnerable. Mm -hmm. If she went out, that she could die. <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I remember that. I, I remember that. And then also, if you recall what the politics were at the time, it was you know 24-7 Trump politics, another outrage, and... 
terrifying COVID and people denying it and all this stuff. Yeah. And it was like, I don't even want to look at the news. I don't want to read Facebook. I don't want to go to Instagram. I don't want to see anything. But then I thought, go ye to art. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) So I decided to, I started Cabin Fever Creative Community and we're in isolation. We uh, will use this as an opportunity for creativity. And to be honest, the idea that I was about to be isolated in my studio and not able to go to any meetings or see anybody mm-hmm. but just stay in my studio was not something that was repellent to me mm. <laughs> i was very bye <laughs> yeah bye oh, okay uh, i'll see you later what a bummer <laughs> yeah Ooh. <laughs> just send food <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's it. And you can see I have a beautiful studio. I have a wonderful space and it's, uh, you know, across the yard from my house and it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I, so I, I thought, okay, well, why don't I just do a, a Facebook page where people can send me their art and encourage them to do art and then also or to share anything they find that's creative and, mm-hmm. and uh, rather than just make it something that belongs to the people that I know, why don't I just open it up to the public? And mm-hmm. also... If you recall during that period, everybody, uh, any, all of us who make our living in the arts had lost our venues. Mm-hmm. No more shows. You know, you could no place to sell your work. People weren't going to. And so I, I uh, decided also that gentle entrepreneurship was allowed. So you, you, you could make people aware of websites where you sold things. Don't sell it at the on the list, but tell them to privately message mm-hmm. you later. But go ahead and share what you're doing. Well, one thing led to another. Now there's 19,000 people in it. I know. <laughs> I just looked at that number yesterday when I was talking to my partner about coming to see uh-huh. you and talking about, can can we translate the messages that you're sharing on Cabin Fever Community to Full Spirals? Because you post some deliciously rich content on there, Helen. I, I don't do, know how much time you spend doing it. Not as amazing. much as you think. Really? Uh, I can't take credit for that. If you look, there's a couple people on there that are posting in terms of articles every bit as much as I am. Mm. There's an emergency room nurse in uh, California who has roots in Wisconsin, which is how she uh, initially found me. But uh, her way of unwinding was to find articles to search for things to share. So I, I owe her as much a debt of making the list as uh, exciting and interesting as possible. She comes from a family of the arts, but she's a, a, a nurse. And there's a couple other people that just know what I'm interested in. I did have to break up a few fights, and there have been some people kicked off the list. I bet. And we have had some pretty dynamic discussions about art and politics mm-hmm. in terms of uh, what would be allowed and what wouldn't be allowed. Mm-hmm. And basically, if it's your art, <laughs> you can share it, but you're not immune to response. Mm-hmm. And uh, you don't have to share my political beliefs in order to be able to share your art. But you uh, you can't trash other people, and you you can't do hate speech. Mm-hmm. There have been a few people removed from the list periodically. Mm-hmm. And I also spend a lot of time. I do spend a lot of time on it, but it's mostly making sure bots don't join and that mm. we're not getting weird videos and pornography. Okay. Uh, so, so far, so good. And people have all joined in in terms of making me aware of, if anything, uh, that I might not like to see there. Uh-huh. <laughs> but by and large, we're just trying to be open and respect each other and show a broad range of 
perspectives. Mm-hmm. But I do. There's a lot of gender, race, and class stuff on there. A lot of um, interesting information about artists doing that kind of work. Mm-hmm. And then things like AI. And it, what happens to be the the moment of the day, you know, the interest of the day, what's going on, mm-hmm. how does it affect us, that kind of thing. Yeah. Did you, you know, there's like only five women artists that are at the top echelons of art being sold in the art world, you know, the super high uh-huh. of which one is alive. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. You know, so there's all kinds of interesting things that um, talk about, from my perspective, what we're talking about is how do we understand our world? Because I, um, because of my background in visual art and in women and gender studies and critical thinking as a way of trying to move through the world, I don't think that art reflects the world as much as creates it. Uh, And that people create art from the perspective of their own lived lives. And if we exclude the art of 90% of people (laughs) from our museums and teaching institutions, then we're getting a very small perspective Mm -hmm. on what our world is. Mm. And if you're told that you shouldn't do particular art because it's too political and it just turns out it's art about your life then you're being told that you're too political and you shouldn't even exist mm. you know so it's very damaging and uh, so so what we're doing is just Oof. yeah what we're doing is just a little bit of using our mutual interest in the world to share on cabin fever and to hold up the idea that certain things that some people might consider political might just be people talking about their actual reality mm. and why we might want to learn about that. You know, some things are hard. Yeah. The Uvalde murals, the, the shootings in Uvalde were responded to in their community by community-wide effort to create murals for each of the children. And uh, there's, you know, and this is an organization that sprung up, well, that you, organizations that pre-existed came together to create this other organization. And so just monitoring that and sharing some of the images when uh, of the creation of the murals, and especially when artists were talking about interacting with the families mm-hmm. to make sure that they created murals that reflected properly the young children that had been murdered. I mean, there's all kinds of things out there <laughs> if you're really looking. Yeah. Um, so it's been really important to me that I don't just share my own art or my own teaching and that kind of thing, but I do share it because yeah. I want to exist and be visible too, but to make spaces for other people to do it and to find just the interesting things that people are sharing in the world. Like your podcast, you know, there's people all over, not just the country, but the world who are using what they have and what they have access to, to try and make the place better. Mm. Art doesn't reflect the world as much as creates it. And everyone deserves the opportunity to contribute to this creation. Big, big thanks to Helen Klebesaddle for giving us so much to chew on during this Sage Wisdom in the Arts episode. This episode was produced by Boom Arts in Appleton, Wisconsin. Theme music by Helen Abakian. Additional music provided by Beth Kelly. If you liked what you heard today, please rate, review, and most importantly, share Full Spirals. Bring your friends and fam along for the ride on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or your favorite listening platform. Because we really are all in this together. Till next time, take care. Take care.